Welcome to Just A Chat With, a video podcast series where we talk branding and creativity with the world's best in class. In this podcast, we hope to inspire creativity and bravery in you. This podcast is proudly brought to you in partnership with the One Club for Creativity and powered by Made Brave, a global strategic brand agency. We help brands find their brave. Hey guys, Andrew Doby here and welcome to Just a Chat With. In our previous episode, we sat down with Ashwin Chacko, who is a multidisciplinary illustrator, designer, hand letterer and motivational speaker living and working out of Dublin, Ireland. Working 12 years now as a solo entrepreneur, Ashwin has worked with clients such as Facebook, Adobe, Nike, Puma, United Nations and many more. Ashwin specialises in positive or very positive visual storytelling, helping businesses to connect with their audiences through illustration and design for advertising campaigns, products, packaging, editorials, and even children's books all over the world. Uh, We had an amazing time with Ashwin, so go check that out if you haven't already. Before now, we've had people on the podcast such as Pixar's Noah Klokek, branding author, lecturer, and Design Matters podcast host, Debbie Millman, special effects supervisor, Kevin Pike, and loads more. So, um, and we also have loads more on the way. In this episode, I sat down with the wonderful Aika Headlam, who is a creative based here in the northeast of Scotland. I nearly said west. Um, He spoke to us from his home and squeezes into his very busy schedule. It was a really inspiring episode and we talk about how I could go into the creative industry, um, how he started, funded and is now running his own podcast um, which has over a hundred episodes. He also talks about the great work he is doing with We Are Here Scotland which is a platform that he founded during the pandemic that aims to amplify the voices of black and people of colour, um, artists and creatives across Scotland in the creative industries. Ike is one of these very inspiring people who gives way more than he takes from the world. And so I'd really encourage you to enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to Just a Chat With. I'm Andrew Dobby. Today I'm very excited as we're here with the amazing Ika Hedlam, a creative and podcast host based here in the northeast of Scotland. In late 2017, Aika started to independently produce and host the Creative Me podcast, a weekly show that explores creativity and the arts in the northeast of Scotland, with the aim of drawing a wider focus on Aberdeen's creative community. To date, it's been commissioned for the Look Again Festival, Northland's Creative and City Moves Festival Dance Live. The podcast has also been downloaded over 26,000 times and is about to hit 100 episodes. And I know just how much work goes into a podcast so congratulations on hitting yes. 100. Aika is also the founder of We Are Here Scotland, a platform that aims to amplify the voices of black and people of colour artists and creatives across Scotland's creative industries. Aika is also a qualified social worker who works with vulnerable young adults across the city and is a strong advocate for representation across the arts and values the importance of open and honest dialogue. Hailing from South East London, Aika moved to Scotland in 2004 and now lives in Aberdeen with his wife and two and a half year old daughter, Izzy. Hello, Izzy, if you're listening. (laughs) Aika, thanks so much for being here. It's great to meet you. 
Likewise, though, thank you, Andrew, for having me. Yeah, really looking forward to kind of catching up with you today. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for joining us. And um, by the power of uh, remote uh, working and the technology, we've been able to do this without having to travel too far out of our out of our homes. Are you in your studio today? Are you? Where are you? No, I'm at my home. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like I say, new home because we moved here back in March, and yeah, it's still kind of getting used to like you know haven't, we haven't put our stamp quite on the new home in terms of actually painting and decorating and stuff. So it's still like even when we come home and pick up our daughter from nursery, she still says new home. So <laughs> still getting used to being in this space as well. So yeah, yeah no. you've kind of got to get used to that space before you start to change it, haven't you? You don't want to rush. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. So still getting used to that. But no, just at home today and this obviously like, yeah, just kind of pleased to actually connect and you know, speak with yourself. Oh, great, great. And so how, how's 2021 been treating you so far? Obviously, a house move is a, a bold yeah. move in the pandemic. So uh, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, no, cheers. Yeah, yeah no, this, it's, just, it's, been bit, it's been a bit of like kind of full on. Like, I mean, like temporarily moved out of our old house, moved in with the mother-in-law, which was all good. I actually get on with my mother-in-law. And then, yeah, it's kind of busy at work. And obviously, like, you know, um, with like We Are Here Scotland, Yep. More or less like behind the scenes in terms of in terms of the podcast front. We do more actually kind of podcast kind of like support and like consultation with people mm. and stuff like that. So that's kind of been a really kind of interesting kind of turn of like events of twenty twenty one. But also like you know we just is, recently... that, is, is that helping people kind of start up in the podcast. Yeah, or... yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of just going to be with some kind of guidance and guidelines because I think for me myself in terms of podcast front, that's kind of being a bit of like self talk kind of stuff and also kind of getting some support along the way as well with that and yeah no it's, it's been really interesting kind of like 2021 so far and obviously just recently earlier this month we launched um the we are here scotland kind of creators fund yeah. as well you know i'm sure we can, we'll touch on that as well you know drawing yeah. up chat but yeah no it's been it's been all good man yeah so you've kind of you know uh, from reading your intro there's the, you have a lot going on in yeah. uh, in your world and you know i also read or or on one of the podcasts heard that you had uh, covid early on in the pandemic as well um yeah do you mind talking us through that, how that kind of affected things for you? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, one of my, actually, one of my friends from work, he kind of jokes about this, like, and I, and I see the joke about it as well. He said, like, I got the raw, unfiltered COVID last year because <laughs> um, my wife, um, she's an, an advanced nurse practitioner. And she works at, well, she used to work at one of the, one of these hospitals in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, and this is literally after three weeks of her, like, maternity leave, she went back to work. She caught COVID. Mm. And, I caught it. I think, yeah, I def- definitely think our daughter had it, but thankfully it didn't impact on her health as much as it did on ours. And the first week, you know, you kind of feel like you would ride it out. Oh, it's a bit like, like the flu. It did feel like the flu. The second week was, like I say before, in my podcast, and I've spoken about this, it was a game changer. And I had to go to, like, um, I had to go to the um, A&E um, after oh, kind of like a online consultation with NHS 24. The doctor was like, right, I need to get you straight to the hospital and yeah it was just it was it was a difficult and challenging time because when I got to the hospital they said I was dehydrated even though I was drinking loads of water and stuff yeah, and yeah, I yeah. Had the, like beginnings of sepsis and and they called it well I had like a pneumonia but back then on, on my lungs they called it COVID pneumonia so I was mm-hmm. in the hospital for like five days I probably went home a bit earlier they're kind of saying to me they wanted to keep me in for a few more days but I was just desperate to kind of get home yeah, so yeah this yeah. is like you know this is like actually an early yeah early May like last year mm-hmm. struggled with long COVID you know and it's just it's just been like a bit of a uh, like I say like a game changer in terms of actually like health 
and yeah. actually being so close to being really unwell, not seeing like and not really kind of and being quite uncertain because it's at the height of the time as well when a lot of black and people of color were yeah. going to the hospital with COVID and weren't coming out. So a lot of my family in London were actually yeah. just really parents like, oh my God, you're going to mm. make it through. It was touch and go, I think, when I first got to the hospital, but a few days when I was there, it was actually like, they were, they were there, you know, I've got to kind of give a massive shout out to the people. It was like Ward 207 at Abney Royal Infirmary. They were just amazing. They really yeah. looked after me. They, you know, without their support, I don't think I was able to kind of not be able to kind of get home. So I'm always thankful to them. You know, yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting experience. And obviously the long-term kind of health kind of like impact that that's had as well. So, yeah, yeah. I always, I always say it's been interesting, but it has been an interesting kind of time. Yeah, that's been a rough ride for you. And do, yeah. do you think it's given you a kind of you know, obviously having a young family, your daughter, yeah. you know, kind of under three, you know, does that give you a kind of new perspective on, you know, how you're looking at life now and kind of where you're putting your focus and effort? Oh, yeah, because I remember, like, just before, like, I know, like, everyone knew, like, at the kind of higher lockdown, everyone put on a bit of lockdown pounds as well. So I remember, like, <laughs> that was me. And yeah, I'm, I'm, still, like, I'm still shedding mine still. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, my mother-in-law kind of said, oh, yeah, you're putting on more beef. This is before I got really unwell. And then, obviously, I came out of hospital and I was just, like, lost a lot of weight and I'm being lucky to kind of keep off and actually be more active because you do yeah. have that kind of like perspective i remember like my wife said to me it's like when i went up from the ambulance like my daughter who was just about one and a bit then was waving like bye and that could have been like she might not have, i might have not even come back home from that kind of thing mm-hmm. so you kind of think like right gotta take care of myself yeah you know you gotta think you know a bit more about like you know how you go about doing things as well and also kind of like being like right i'm kind of overworking myself here let me just chill out and stuff like that and it's kind of putting a little bit more things into perspective and how you kind of yeah. live in your life as well, man. Yeah, no, and I think it's it's, it's interesting. I, I always like asking people how it's affected or, you know, mm. because it's, I think it's affected everyone's kind of little circle differently, hasn't it? And yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's being mindful of everyone's kind of impact, you know, in different ways. Mm. Um, you know, and um, I'm interested to know, because I was kind of also, you know, as I was reading your intro, I, I forgot to mention in there, um, you, you also have a clothing brand, right? So <laughs> I, I'm a big believer if you, if you want something done, ask someone busy, right? So you seem yeah. a, a busy person. Tell us a little bit about your clothing brand. Yeah, I mean, like the whole, like the Big Up the Dean thing, it's kind of like, you know, I came from a bit of like, obviously as, when I started my podcast, I was thinking like, oh, how am I going to kind of fund my efforts if I want like new equipment? I've always mm-hmm. been interested in kind of like clothing and kind of doing a bit of like a little kind of small kind of merch thing and yeah, I just kind of did that and like launched that. I think it was like early 2018 and then did a few kind of like Etsy pop-up events and stuff and like that. It's kind of just kind of grown and was like on more so like, on like on the online kind of platform, like um, on Instagram that I kind of just share a lot. And you see, like everything in there as well is also kind of working with like local businesses as well. It's mm. kind of where it comes from reports about behind the whole thing, like Big Up the Dean, as in like the Dean's yep. short for Aberdeen. And Big Up is just kind of like, from my kind of cultural background, my family being from Jamaica, we always just say like, yeah, big up yourself and stuff like that. So it's kind of like yeah. a bit of like, so you say, yeah, take pride in obviously what's happening within our city so that, you know, hence big up the Dean kind of like yeah. title. So yeah, no, that's, it's been really good fun. And like this year, me and my friend, um, Gary um, Kemp from Dark Skateboards, we're doing like a collab pop-up event yeah. later in later in the year. Probably shouldn't have said that, but like I think, yeah, we're, we've got sort of a few things kind of confirmed. So really, kind of looking forward to, um, to kind of doing that as well. And yeah, it's been a really kind of exciting kind of um, thing having small little kind of business and helping that kind of helps like lots of different things in terms of actually mm-hmm. supporting other local businesses, but also kind of actually 
drawing that kind of interest back into what's happening within the northeast of Scotland as well. Yeah, and are, are so all the products other people's products, or are you working and collaborating with artists and different brands? Yeah, I've done some collaborations. Yeah, I've done a couple of collaborations over the years, um, a couple of artists, and also they like the collaborations I've done have been actually a couple of people that have been on the podcast as well. Mm. Uh, so it's been really kind of cool, a bit of a little kind of synergy, kind of like yeah, full circle kind of thing. So it kind of really worked out kind of well. So always kind of actually like interest in doing kind of like collaborations but it's always kind of like can't do it as regularly as i would like to because i just obviously do a full-time job like social work being a parent being a husband always yeah. have responsibilities so like i'm i'm really happy to obviously do this collaboration with my really good friend gary this year because like i really like his kind of work ethic as well and he's all about kind of bringing that positive vibes back into like the northeast of scotland as well so yeah yeah, yeah, they're a cool brand. Good. They're a cool brand. You only need to enter yeah. them when you get to Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, as well as all these creative outlets, you mm-hmm. clear, clearly are a creative at heart, um, but you work you work as a social worker. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm interested, you know, how, first of all, did you get into social work? But also, do you think that the kind of, that there's a kind of balance or or the creativity um, bring something positive to the work that you do because I can imagine it does right I can imagine you know if you had a social worker someone working with you a real mm-hmm. creative person is going to add real value I'd just love to hear from your perspective how the two yeah. of them blend together yeah definitely there's definitely like I think it kind of blends really well the kind of creative side and also kind of being like that kind of community aspect of working with like vulnerable members of like you know the public especially vulnerable young adults um mm. Like, I've always kind of used my own kind of, like, you know, even though I didn't qualify, I graduate in art and design when I was in London. Always kind of brought that to working with young people who struggle to communicate, so doing, like, life story work and stuff like that, you know. Mm. Um, kind of working in a way that benefits the young person, not just the kind of structure of the system of, you know, the council social work. Like, I always find that kind of challenging for young people if you sit across from them with a bit of paper and, like, tell me your life story. There's creative ways you can get young people to express mm and you know and so I've always kind of taken that tact and just like you know through my work just recently you know um through like um Peacock Visual Arts they're based in Aberdeen and they had funding to do some community work and I said hey come do some stuff with our young people you know where I work and that's worked out really well that they've got more funding now from the lottery and they're saying hey we're just dedicating that time and space and money to work with the young people you know who like me and my team work with you know we're doing yeah. like, these kind of art sessions every Thursday and we we're lucky where we're based at work we've got a lot of like grounds a lot of like there's like um tables and grass outside and stuff like that and a lot of the young people kind of benefit from that as well because even though we're like we're a city-based office where we are based is kind of like you seem like you're not actually really in Aberdeen even though you're not that far yeah. from the city centre yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that space as well and the people that have worked with us has just kind of worked really well and it's also kind of like that interconnection as mm. like that kind of creativity so it kind of opens up to also like your colleagues who you know who not necessarily feel like they're creative or not involved in the creative industries themselves be like yeah. oh that's really beneficial to that vulnerable young person. That young person really is actually getting a lot out of this. Oh, what else can we do and stuff? So that's, you kind of get everyone kind of really geared up and mm. excited about like new things, new opportunities that can happen and stuff. So I think it's always like, for me, it's always works and it always kind of meets well. And so about, it's, also, it's kind of about that kind of also that brings it back to that kind of community kind of aspect as well. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's one of kind of the biggest kind of drives for me. So it's also like, allowing young people to recognize oh there's other possibilities for a career or like you know there's other interesting things because a lot of the young people we work with 
in their kind of, kind of communities, and I'm probably from one of those communities where I'm from, like you feel like you're in a bubble. Yeah. And until you go out of like, you know, into central London, you'd be like, oh, things are completely different from where I am to like my own surroundings. So it's also about that kind of exposure. How can you expose yeah. young people to interesting things and give them like a viable option in terms of actually work or career or, or like, you know, if they want to go and study something, you know? So yeah. that's always kind of been like my kind of mindset saying like, you know, not always just on the creative kind of like side of things, but just exposing young people to new and interesting and challenging, like, you know, um, interests yeah but i think that that's so inspiring because it's yeah it's like i think i love what you said about you know you're helping them creatively understand what their story is mm -hmm. and i think there's something so powerful and you know in that in terms of i think you know sometimes you can feel you don't have worth or you don't have you know that the you're everyone's trying to be like other people and yeah. when you can give people the confidence that well, you're your own unique selling point, aren't you? And the kind of authentic you is actually, if you can amplify that, you yeah, know, and I, yeah. and I can see that's that's clearly what's shining through in your work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're able to do that with all the creative people that you're meeting as well and help mm -hmm. with that inspiration. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, um, I was kind of um, reading about you and, you know, I learned that you'd um, you'd grown up um, and you studied art and design. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of how, how, how you ended up going from kind of art and design and kind of changing tact? Or? Yeah, I always kind of tell people this when I was in London, I went to like City of Westminster College um, in Paddington Green and studied art and design. But at the age and stage where I went there, I was a bit unruly. I came with my mentality from like i said before the bubble where i grew up being mm -hmm. like oh this person this teacher this lecturer can't speak to me like this then that and so then it was just kind of like you know i did like a year of that dropped out and then kind of just thought right i'm just gonna go and work and just have fun and stuff like that and i remember like i was working in sainsbury's like um in Ballum, and my friend who's volunteering in king's cross saying oh let's come and join me because the holy cross center in king's cross i don't know if they're still there but it mm -hmm. works with like um vulnerable like adults um a lot of like substance abuse and like you know mm -hmm. mental health um issues and for oh, i give that a try then i end up being there for like a year working there for a short period then i kind of just moved to aberdeen and i thought like right don't want to really work in retail i don't really feel like there's giving me any kind of drive or purpose or making me happy. Yeah. Well, I, I'll give social work a go. I actually like helping people, working with people and stuff like that. So yeah, I just kind of like did a couple of years at college at HNC level, then just went to like Robert Gordon's University in Aberdeen and just did like my BA honors like in social work and graduated mm. in 2011. So it's always kind of been like, you know, for me, it's kind of like been like that kind of natural kind of transition as well. And yeah. I think kind of happened at the right time for me as well to kind of start volunteering when I was in like my twenties and then actually going to university in my twenties. I think if I was younger, I wouldn't have any of that focus. I'd have been like just out every night on the freshest week and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but it's just kind of like, yeah, for me, I think like things has happened post progress, like at that kind of natural kind of stage for me, when I was younger, going to college to study art and design, I just wasn't mature or ready. I think looking back to actually kind of follow that through and complete that kind of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and were you kind of nurtured in creativity at home or, you know, was yeah. your whole family creative or, or, or? Yeah, creative in definitely different ways. Like I've kind of mentioned this before, like in different conversations, like, you know, like my older brother, Gavin, like he would go and like, you know, cut people's hair, like in our garage and stuff like that. And like, he was really, really good at art um, himself. And he'd something that he never kind of like followed through. Remember like my mum, really good kind of singer, but also 
within that kind of Caribbean culture, my mum would be the one that would be like, right, you know, she would be organising. It would be that these kind of times. I don't know if you like saw Small Acts by Steve McQueen. Um, no, the series. I'm not. Uh, she give it a watch, but the kind Small of like acts. she just one that one episode, Lovers Rock, kind of kind of gave me like a nostalgic kind of like mm-hmm. flashback to like family kind of cookouts and stuff like that. My mum used to be the person that would organise the aunties and the cousins and everyone. Right, you're doing this, you're doing that. So taking leadership, and then she, everyone had their kind of speciality. My mum had her kind of speciality when she cooked as well. So I've always seen actually people around me, family members, just kind of like even though they had jobs, but also doing different things as well. Yeah, like, not not just not just within the arts, but always kind of actually like some people say like oh like a side hustle or stuff, but also having their own small little business or something like that. You know, just kind of multitasking, never kind of just actually being content with what they had, always yeah. doing something kind of different um, as well. But yeah, like my mum also took us to like you know Dulwich like art gallery in the summer holidays because single kind of parent um like you know household like mum couldn't afford to kind of give us yeah. everything that we kind of wanted so that was the kind of thing I really do look back and appreciate my mum exposing us to that saying so yeah. go around the gallery then we go for a picnic and stuff like that and just different life experiences as well I think I'm very kind of thankful for that I wasn't just always contained in the kind of bubble of South East London on a state yeah. it was just like oh let's just go to Brighton for the day and let's just go to like Margate and stuff like that. You know, just lots of different experiences I think definitely helps me, you know, like, you know, in my child and also kind of actually me kind of pursuing what I'm doing now in terms of actually like all the kind of things I'm doing. Yeah, I think I think it definitely helps. The, the yeah. older I've got, the more I realise, the more I appreciate and visit and speak to people mm-hmm. in different cultures and see different cultures. It, it definitely gives you a much more rounded perspective on life, doesn't it? Yeah, most definitely, man, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Um, your Creative Me podcast, right? Yeah. You've, you've. I think you started it. I'm going to look for my note here. I think you started in 2017. Or yeah. is that right? 2017? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got 100 episodes. Now, yeah. I think I probably started mine probably similar time. I'm not sure. Right. Um, maybe a slightly later. But 100 episodes is yeah. quite an effort, isn't it? Uh, tell it tell, is, us, yeah. tell us where you started and how, how have you got to the number so quickly? Well, again, it's just like, you know, it's going back, it kind of links to kind of like my job a bit. I remember like um, one of my former like colleagues when I was newly qualified sent me an email and it was actually from the Creative Learning Team. We were based in Aberdeen, like um, obviously council funded organisation and they were doing workshops, but they were offering workshops within like for everyone across the council to be involved in like, you know, creative, like little one-off creative workshops. I'm thinking actually... Lynn, who mess- emailed me, said, oh, this would be right up your street because she always knew that I was passionate about art and kind of creativity. And I remember, like, mm. signing up to that and just kind of getting a really good relationship with, like, the Creative Learning Team and Aberdeen. And then they had, like, um, little workshops, though, like, called Slack, Sustaining Life as a Creative, that I signed up to. And like, I think it was, like, mm-hmm. 2016. And I still kind of think now, I don't know how I wrangled it, that I managed to make that a part of my work day. <laughs> it must have been last year. I didn't have a lot of cases then. But my work was like, oh, yeah, I did a lot of creative things in my work and my building mm-hmm. as well. The young people, mm-hmm. so my manager was like, oh, yeah, go for it. So just from that, I kind of met really interesting kind of, like, artists and creatives. And I kind of felt like then, like, hey, like, I love podcasts, but no one's kind of documenting all this kind of really interesting talent that I'm seeing in the northeast of Scotland and kind of felt like, right, 
let me apply for like local kind of creative funding in Aberdeen and mm-hmm. you know for like how I'm gonna like yeah do a podcast and pitched it got like half of the money that I asked for and just kind of did a bit of research which I probably looking back now I should have done more research on in terms of actually equipment and stuff like I heard just like just to stop for one second because yeah. I suppose if anyone listening and they heard you know how do we get funding and how do I start a podcast because I'm keen I think you've got two great perspectives here yeah. Ica, that you've you're obviously now teaching people the learnings you've had from the yeah. podcast but you've also yeah been through how do you fund it if you've got no cash right mm-hmm. can, can you get a little bit of an insight on that and how that how that works for people yeah i mean like for me it was like back then um it was like Aberdeen city council's um creative funding application process they should do it twice a year mm-hmm. i think they did it this once this year but um it's just kind of like you know you like fill out the application you like but a lot, yeah, you have to do a bit of a lot of research as well and have that more evidence-based kind of like application kind of form sure like price breakdown and stuff, how, what you're spending the money for, what is this activity for and stuff, how is it going to benefit the local yep. kind of community as well. So, yeah, well, I did that. Um, that's probably one of the kind of first kind of applications I applied for in terms of actually funding. But those are the things as well, I think, like, for people who are looking to kind of get involved in, like, funding something like a podcast or anything mm-hmm. kind of similar that first look for local funding. I know people yep. do go for, like, Creative Scotland, but also look for local funding and what opportunities are there as well. I thought that was kind of like... Um, I didn't really know about that local fund opportunity to someone from, you yep. know, Creative Aberdeen, like, you know, Creative Done told me about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when I kind of applied for that in, like, 2017. But, like, I'll say to people, be prepared, because it's quite a long process, because it goes through panel stages as well. Sure, sure, sure. And people yep. be like, you know, you might progress to some stage, but you might not, might not get it the funding approved in the second stage so yeah and i've been and recently i've been a part of actually the kind of panel selection process for different kind of things in aberdeen mm. so you kind of recognize that oh yeah it's not a simple thing because these things take a long time you know a full day of people going and going through applications so yeah for me i think that was the kind of route like i took just kind of looked at local funding what was available mm-hmm. but i guess as well like for me as well like the whole podcast thing it was actually kind of like a lot of like self-talk as well and if you yeah. go back and listen to like any of my first kind of episodes i actually cringe because it's essentially like the kind of the sound level just been like god this is really bad you know like having someone not even close like having to the outside room <laughs> the mic you know it's just like oh yeah so it's just like you know you learn as well very kind of like quickly about okay this is like the right kind of room for acoustics and stuff like mm-hmm. that also like you know i have like someone like called Jake Lawson locally, he got involved mm. in kind of doing the editing stuff for me. I think he probably took pity on me and being like, yeah, I can help you out of this. You know, he just kind of graduated from the local college and kind of met him like a few years ago. And, and like, he's just kind of involved now in terms of actually like, look, you know, all the editing, sound check kind of stuff. And that really is like, it's taking up the, it's taking up the podcast and the, probably the listens up another level. Yeah, no, you almost need an army, don't you, to kind of uh, build a podcast. Yeah, yeah, There's just yeah. a lot to do. You don't, you, you kind of almost like, oh, you just turn up and record, but... No, it's a hard know, graft, man. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a, a, a hard graft. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you've learned specifically that anyone looking to start a podcast right now that you think, if I can go back to episode number one and tell Ica <laughs> yeah. right now, what, what's the biggest takeaway for you or the biggest learning? I think the biggest learning thing is actually saying, like, you know, do 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 your research and stuff like that man and also can like find like especially the 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 decent right kind of equipment for recording explore all your avenues in terms of actually equipment and stuff that you can also bring your price range what you can afford and also kind of like yeah like tap someone for advice if you think you like there's someone online you follow and be like 
hey, like, don't be worried to, or scared to be like, oh, they're not going to reply to me. Or if they say, hey, I can't, sorry, I'm busy, they've replied. But, you know, you can also go yeah. to try and find those avenues where someone can maybe kind of help you out on the technical side of things. Because I think that's one of my kind of thoughts that I just kind of rolled with it out of, out of pure kind of excitement that, oh, yeah, I'm doing this now and stuff. And, you know, and stepping out of my comfort zone as well was kind of a big element for me. But I'll say, like, looking, if I had a chance to kind of go back and have a conversation with me in 2017, it'd be like, yeah, don't be afraid to actually just ask for advice. Do some test runs and stuff. Don't just kind of run straight yeah. into it and get some practice runs in there as well. And then, like, yeah, and allow yourself, give yourself a break. Because it was one time before my daughter was born, I was just constantly, like, podcast, 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 you know, like, that's what I was just doing, this recording, recording. But as time goes by and you get more busy different things, yeah. it turns into, like, an episode every couple of months and stuff like that. So just kind of pace yourself as much as possible as well. Yeah, no, I think that's really valuable advice. Advice, yeah. like uh, I think, yeah, I think uh, you know, I, I think you, you can often try and bite off too much, can't you? Yeah. When you when you start these things, and I think it's trying yeah. to find that balance and that flow. Um, you know, we often pressure ourselves. We've got to get it out in the month, and then you think, I don't think anyone's thinking. Where's that episode? You know, yeah. it, it appears when it appears, and I yeah. think you know you need to let these things kind of flow. I mean, do you still get nervous now? Do you do you do you feel? I do. You know, cause I know this just before we kind of record a chat. I said, no, I'm doing some kind of conversations like tomorrow, and like just like you still like you know you do when you're doing your research. I'm thinking like right, you know, you still get that bit of being like. Am I, am I, can I still do this and stuff? You do get that kind of bit of actually nervous kind of energy, I think. And I think that's still a good thing to have. Because I think if I wasn't nervous beforehand, I probably should stop doing it. But it's just kind of like, I kind of treat like doing my kind of podcast like this, like, you know, an informal kind of conversation. Just kind of keep it light and yeah. put people at ease. And I think that's kind of like, for me, that always kind of works. That also puts me at ease as well. I don't want to put pressure on myself or people because like, you can build it up in your head what it's going to be if you listen to podcasts regularly. And I think for me, I allow there to be mistakes, but also like edit when there needs to kind of edit and like, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like just kind of trying to be more chilled with myself and with the whole process. Yeah, well, if uh, you're a very easy person to talk to, it feels <laughs> I feel very relaxed in your company. <laughs> nice so yeah. uh, I think that helps anyway, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, you're also the founder of We Are Here Scotland, um, which it launched at the start of 2020. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, where that started, your motivation for that? Yeah, I mean, like, We Are Here Scotland, you know, kind of started more or less, I think I kind of started that on, like, the kind of podcast front on, like, Instagram and, like, Create Me Podcast kind of feed, this kind of, like, actually knowing, obviously, like, for me, I come from a place where it's very kind of multicultural, from London, I'm used to actually seeing a lot of more representation of people that look like me. But yeah. in the northeast of Scotland, like I go to like, especially on the creative kind of front, I go to a lot of kind of events or like social gatherings. And I didn't see anything that represented me on the wall space or in terms of actually people who organize these events. I mean, all good relationships there, but I felt like I want to kind of connect with people that look like me. I want to have conversations, especially within the kind of creative and artistic community in Scotland. And because like, I think in Scotland there's also it's kind of like actually that like three degrees of separation anyway. So yeah. over the years you start kind of like following people, people of colour or actually just other people. You know, just within the creative industry, you get wind or hair or you see someone share something, you think, oh, I'll check them out and you follow. So by then on the podcast front, I started kind of like following quite a few people within the kind of black and POC community. And I felt like with like We're Here Scotland, I wanted to kind of create more kind of unification, more of like joined up kind of thinking in terms of actually 
what we can do to support each other within this kind of really interesting, diverse and creative kind of community. Yeah. I felt like everything was a bit more kind of like, you know, disjointed and like everyone, people were like still connecting with each other, but everyone's just kind of just doing their thing, you know, everyone's just getting on with what they need to do. And obviously on the back end of last year, with the whole like, you know, the George Floyd thing and like yeah. lots of like Brianna Taylor and, and lots of other kind of issues that I think my kind of like frustrations was even more evident. You'd probably still look back on the We Are Here Scotland feed because I was kind of like, you know, acknowledging what's happening in the US, but also being like, hey guys, this has been happening in the UK for a very long time as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, the hurt and the anger, you know, is pre-existing, is multi-generational. And there is that, you know, within a lot of kind of different structures, not just kind of within creative industries, it's like there has to be some kind of like change. So, yeah. you know, the, the base of like, we are like here Scotland is that kind of, how can we do something kind of positive out of all this kind of our frustrations and the tragedies? How can we actually lift each other up specifically within the kind of creative industries? Because as you know, like, you know, the creative industry, it's a hard thing to kind of, it's a difficult thing to kind of navigate. It can be quite insular. It can be a bit you know, kind of insidious sometimes as well. And it's about like who you know and that that's, that that allows some people to get opportunities and then some other people don't get opportunities. But so... For we're here, Scotland kind of finds actually how can we make things a bit more level, kind of playing field, a bit more like yeah. makes sense to people in the black and POC community. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's so inspiring. I get to see you know what you're doing and how much you've you've, you've achieved with it. I, I I totally agree, and I think there's a, there's a huge problem of representation, and I think it's quite easy to kind of almost bury your hand, uh, bury your head in the sand and say, well, uh, no one applies for jobs, right? And mm -hmm. maybe naively, you know, in the past, um, you know, I've just run a company and you, you've not thought, and I think what's been great for me, especially over the last two years, is that having these conversations, I've realised as a white person running a creative business and, you know, in, in one of Scotland's biggest city, that we have a part to play to look at what unconscious bias we have, what, mm -hmm. how we, how we recruit, how we, how we talk, what we use our platforms for, um, and, you know, trying to change some of the behaviour so that it's fair for everyone. Because, I mean, I even found it as a, as a, as a, as a white male. I think we're getting the creative industry hard enough, right? As you know, and so I can only imagine, you know, when 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 you don't have a voice in the creative industry and you're not seeing other people like you, how hard that's going to be. So mm -hmm. I suppose what 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 are the some of the things that you know that 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 um you know people can do to help to support the cause? I, I I'm quite keen to talk about your fund that you've just yeah. created. Um, but you know, I, I want to open this up to anything, and you know, uh, you know. To, to discuss what you know what, what kind of things and how we can support you i mean for me i think one of the important things especially like conversations i have with people privately you know across scotland is actually for and i say like the more kind of like established like you know um white institutions organizations to actually listen when people are actually voicing mm -hmm. their frustrations it's not a personal attack on yeah. the individual per se but it's actually saying i mean, I, I kind of I, i'd look at like like this andrew like if somebody was way venting their frustrations at me about something i run or organize or something i mm -hmm. want to actually listen to them and be like right let's have an adult conversation Absolutely. because i think a lot of the things that are kind of happening a lot of people say like they speak of a lot of organizations and they're like yeah we're here to listen and then when they can't start speaking their truth or their lived experience everyone kind of clams up and be like oh that's making me feel really awkward i don't want to speak about this yeah. that's why i i will say like i appreciate that kind of like 
you know, the open and honest kind of dialogue, like, and you have to kind mm-hmm. of get, before you get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable as well. Yeah. We have yeah. to have these kind of conversations about why is there a lack of representation? Why aren't like, you know, we see, we're seeing more people of color in positions of, you know, of power and actually, yeah. you know, and making decisions. Why do we always have that? It's always like a process. It's like a slow marching process. So actually yeah. like, representation things are changing but it's always kind of being governed by this drip feed kind of process so how can we kind of move that along in the right and kind of correct way not just as a tick box exercise some say oh yeah i've done my part i'm absolved from any kind of responsibility now yeah so that's kind of like my kind of thing i think actually there needs to be more of an open and honest conversation but also when people are speaking especially people Mm -hmm. of color within the kind of creative industries, like they, they deserve to be listened to. It's not like yeah. an attack on the predominantly white led organizations. It's like, no, just listen. Like, you yeah. know, like, you know, we're not coming for your jobs or anything. We just want to, it's not even actually saying we want us like a seat at the table. We're, we're creating our own tables already, but we just want to be seen respected as equally as, yeah. you know, as yourselves. So. Yeah, no, and I think that's so valid. And I, you know, I've always been a big believer that, you know, the best creativity comes from diversity of thought and diversity Mm -hmm. of perspective and you know I think you know sometimes when you start a business or you know from my experience anyway you you know you can very much first of all look for better grow a team you look for someone like you and start Mm -hmm. to you know but very much I've learned over my sort of kind of growing as a leader I suppose very much you need to grow a a team of polar opposites in every yeah. every shape size and form in terms of you know you know you, you need diversity of age background you know economic background um, and and that that mixing pot of people from different perspectives create the best and and best ideas so i you know I, i'm very passionate about trying to help make a positive change yeah. um you know I, I i came across you via your um the, the creative fund the the creators yeah. fund yeah um, I, i'm keen to i know you've you've you've, you've, you've you've there's a lot of that on your um social channels at the moment so I'm, I'm keen to kind of give you the space to kind of let people know how they could be involved but also yeah. what i love about your creative fund um you know and this is why i was asking earlier on about grants and how to get money i think there's a there's, it's often very very difficult to get money isn't it to to, yeah. to start something off and what i love about your creators fund and i'm hopefully not taking away from what you're about to say is that you've made it you're you're, you're trying to make it as easy as possible you yeah. know to, for people to access money yeah absolutely i think like you know the creators fund kind of started on like as we spoke about briefly um you know when i kind of started doing a podcast and i applied for local funding okay, like I got some of the funding, but I had no kind of mentoring or kind of advice afterwards, actually, how do I navigate doing this thing that I need to do? Yeah. No one kind of checked in with me and be like, hey, how are you getting on with that thing you said you was going to do? So I think actually a big element of like the creators one was to kind of create something that was accessible to like, you know, arts and creatives in the community, but also a bit of follow through, hence why there's kind of actually, we're looking for mentors as well, um, mm-hmm. to kind of note their interest just now to to um, mentor the potential awardees of the fund. So like, you know, we've reached our target, it's through like, that's for GoFundMe. We yeah. launched that like last year in November, and then we've got our target probably back in June. And I definitely kind of want to say, I appreciate everyone contributing to the fund because the pandemic was such an uncertain time of actually in terms mm. of people employment and losing work or not being in regular work. But, you know, like I've, when you kind of start a GoFundMe campaign, you see people that 
contribute to the fund and actually had like a lot of like friends and family back home who financially I know could not afford to contribute money but they still did because they believed in obviously the like the campaign I really appreciate them and everyone else that's contributed to the GoFundMe like creators fund and a big part of element of it is actually saying right let because I know like the conversation I had with people in terms of funding, the main kind of big kind of funders that fund creative opportunities. A lot of people mm-hmm. in the community kind of feel like, do you know what? There's too many, like, you know, hurdles to jump over yeah. to get this kind of certain amount of money. Some people kind of start it and then think, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to meet a deadline. I'm just going to leave it. So yeah. I think like our application form is like all on the website and people have got until like the 31st of October to kind of mm-hmm. complete that. So we're looking to award about six or seven um, people this year then another like six next year going into next year as well. So we're kind of yeah. doing it in two halves, I think okay. it's more okay. like 500 pounds each. And yeah, we could definitely encourage people, everyone in the community, like musicians, visual artists, photographers, vi- like videographers, graphic designers, like everyone within the creative and artistic kind of community um, to actually apply, especially, you know, obviously specifically for black and people of colour within their creative yeah. industries. So, yeah, it's been it's been really positive, Got a lot of kind of positive feedback, a lot of, like, retweets and reshares on social media, which I always kind of definitely appreciate. And I think, like, you know, this is the kind of thing why you kind of, like, also set up a creators fund that you want to actually inspire other people and also like younger generation of people in the community to actually find a means of a way to kind of fund what what they what's important to them. I think like if that's, you know, that's one of the most important things for me about the creators fund that, you know, beyond what we do as we are here at Scotland as a community interest organization, yeah. that at least that hopefully that it inspires other people from the community to, you know, just find ways to kind of work with you know each other to be like hey yeah we can oh yeah we want to create our own studio space you know and all right let's start a gofundme campaign or let's just do this and let's kind of do that because i think one thing i've seen as well that like especially last year for the pandemic how how resourceful we can be as human beings you know across the whole board in terms actually all right we can get something happening oh yeah let's just actually do it because i think before there's always kind of been this kind of, especially in the creative industry, it's almost like kind of waiting for that permission to kind of do something. Somebody wants to, oh, yeah, you go first, you do that, you take that risk first before I do that. So I kind of feel like, you know, like we're kind of actually just being like, right, you know, trying to create something that's kind of long lasting, but also inspires our generations. And the Creators Funds is just kind of like the start of it. And, you know, yeah, kind of like watch this space, I guess, in terms of actually the future. Like, yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Where, what, what's next? Is, or is, is there ways that other, that people can support? Are you looking for partners? Are you looking for more men, mentors? Or Yeah, definitely looking for like more notes of definitely notes of interest for people to be mentors. Like all the links for that are on like the link in the bio. Like if you go to our like website, well, go to like Instagram, you'll find a link in like the bio, but our website is wearehairscotland.com find all the information there as well but yeah like we're definitely open to working with people like from the community and organizations because this is you know it's very kind of important to us to work with people and we you know and we're not kind of doing that kind of segregational kind of thing we're open to working with like many different walks of life as well i think that's the way we move things kind of forward you know we can't just kind of just, just be here just in our corners doing our own thing you know there has to be obviously more kind of like joined up thinking in terms of like the kind of creative industry and a bit more kind of radical kind of thinking as well. Mm. I think it's definitely needed. I think actually within a kind of creative industry, it can be that kind of like 
old school kind of corporate kind of thinking. No one's going to think so outside of the box. But I'm yeah. seeing a lot of that kind of happening a lot now, especially in the northeast of Scotland, which I'm very kind of proud to be a part of. And yeah. definitely seeing that more or less like, you know, where you guys are as well, like, you know, in Scotland, I think like like Scotland as a whole is never, always, is never kind of seen for like a validated in comparison to the rest of like, you know, the UK. So, Until now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until now, yeah. It's always kind, of, always kind of felt like that, you know, always kind of like, you know, not getting that kind of recognition, but I see there's a lot kind of definitely changing. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think you know you're obviously a, a great leader, doing a great part of uh, putting us on the map. So uh, thank you, thank you for that. You know, I'm hugely inspired um, by it all. And um, I suppose do you have do you have any advice for any kind of younger creatives who are listening, um, who kind of. I suppose, you know, maybe wanting to get into the creative industries, not knowing how to get into the creative industries, yeah. not knowing how to approach, you know, the whole thing. Is there any any great advice that you could give? I think, you know, I, I'll say to definitely like any, any like younger people, it's like, you know, find, you know, connect with like-minded people, connect with like, you know, people that, you know, you want to create and do things with. And mm-hmm. like I said before, like, yeah, just, start doing stuff just start creating stuff so like if depending on what your interests are if you're wanting to film music with you start doing stuff with your friends start contacting organizations organizations or agencies and saying saying hey i'd like to kind of volunteer can i where can mm-hmm. i you know i'll turn up and there's that kind of element of actually yeah sometimes you might have to go and just kind of like you know work with me and volunteer but get as much exposure as you can as well yeah. i think that's so so important i think for me like again if i could go back and speak to myself like yeah just contact that person and stuff like that like just make yourself be seen and known that oh i'm hungry and i want to actually help out i want to actually learn i think that actually kind of goes a long way especially right in the creative industries i think yeah like people definitely just have to kind of actually it's almost like you have to get out your comfort zone as well i know if like not everyone's going to be like oh i'm going to message this that person that person but yes, mm-hmm. if you're kind of hungry, you're passionate about what you're doing, a big element of that is actually is stepping out of your comfort zone and contacting people. Also recognizing that there are people who've been in your shoes at the same point as well, being like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but they've found ways to kind of navigate that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. And well, I feel like we should give a shout out to the creatives from Aberdeen today as well. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I think there's, for me, being down in, in Glasgow, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's there's a there's a huge beacon of creativity shining from Aberdeen and I see it and yeah. you're obviously playing a big, big part in that and helping elevate so many creatives up mm-hmm. there. And, um, you know, I think... You know, I think the the, was the the New York Festival is that is that three years old, four years old? I think it's four years old. Yeah, even like um, my friend John Reed, he's got like um, he's been in this kind of game of bigging up stuff in the northeast of Scotland way longer than me for like eleven, twelve years. He's got a, a blog called Mood of Collapse, and like he's one of the first people I actually met. I said, hey, like a con- a friend, a mutual friend, put us in touch with each other, and I actually met him just after you finished Hughes. He does like the New Art tours around Aberdeen and stuff mm. for members of the public. So I think I first met him. In in like uh mid 2017 it's had like a long chat with like an hour and a half and it's like mm-hmm. speaking about like our love for the northeast of scotland but also kind of a passion for like art and kind of creativity so yeah big shout outs to him like you know everything that he does as well yeah i think i, I kind of every time it, I, I see it on social media and i see all this amazing yeah. street art from yeah. it and i'm like i've missed it again or i've missed you know, and i've never managed to get there so yeah. um if you if you know the the people who create it i would love to chat to them get involved somehow yeah. as well because yeah. it does it does look like it's, it's you know i think aberdeen's been one of these cities that's really embraced street art and i think yeah. it's 
you know, what I love about it as well, they brought people from all over the planet, you know, um, and and the beautiful artists creating amazing things. And, you know, where was I recently? Um, well, it's not recently because the pandemic <laughs> has, has yeah. lasted for, for years. Yeah. But I was in Denver, Colorado, and they, they've got right. amazing street art scene yeah. over there as well and i love it i love just you know when artists come and you know yeah. and it creates a great buzz and i think it's so good for for a city as well and it's clearly working for aberdeen because i do yeah. I, I see so many great creatives coming out of aberdeen my yeah. creative director at made brave is uh, an aberdonian as well so oh, cool, cool. um so he, he'll he'll be delighted that aberdeen yeah. uh, is also um is, is a big focus for us so nice one no, well, I I would love to chat all day, but I'm conscious yeah. <laughs> you you have a podcast to run, you have yeah. uh, you have work to do, you have a family, etc. Um, I just want to thank you so much. Um, I've been inspired. Um, I've been inspired reading about you. Um, I've been inspired reading your creative journey and everything that you're doing. Um, I think I think you know I, I I kind of looked at looked at you and looked at your profile and everything, and I went, this person gives so back so much, and you know, really <laughs> in that way has inspired me to think, you know, what am I doing and where am I putting some of my positive energy as well? So I just I just want to thank you for everything you're doing for the creative industry and specifically the creative industry in Scotland. So um, yeah, no, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to chat and thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Hey everyone, Andrew here and thanks so much for listening. As we said at the start, we hope to inspire creativity and bravery in you. So if this podcast has helped you in any way or if it's inspired you to do something brave, we want to hear about it. Drop us an email at hello at justachatwith.com and who knows, maybe we'll feature you on a future episode. If you want to support the podcast, please rate, subscribe and write us a review and help us get the word out. Thanks and we'll see you next time.